Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow registered dietitian nutritionist. I serve as a business coach to my colleagues, registered dietitian nutritionists all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that work. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. Today's guest is Bonnie Roney, registered dietitian nutritionist who helps women live their best life by improving their relationship with food and learning to eat without guilt, stress, or shame. Growing up, Bonnie too struggled with her relationship with food and didn't realize how much it was holding her back from living the life that she deserved until she went to college to become a registered dietitian nutritionist and learned otherwise. Today, Bonnie has made her mission to help other women break free of the life of restricted restriction and binge eating, dieting, and stressing over food so they too can eat with confidence and stop fearing food. Bonnie works full-time as an account executive dietitian at a food brokerage, is married to her high school sweetheart, Andrew, and is a proud dog mom to her Furby, Cooper. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for having me, Livy. I'm so excited to be here. I'm happy to have you and and happy to share your story and your experiences. Yeah, it's so exciting. Anything else that I missed from the bio? Maybe you want to plug your Instagram, make sure everybody's clear with who you are. Sure. So my Instagram handle is nutritionist.bonnie and you got pretty much everything else about me in a nutshell there. Excellent. I think one thing that that I didn't do was mention that you're from Florida. So that's cool. Yes. Yes, cool. It's so nice to know where all my guests are based. I think that's, a, that's fun, especially because I know there's quite the community of dietitians in Florida. Mm-hmm. And the Sunshine State. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just hop to it then. If you could start off by talking about your progress with Instagram marketing and how you use that amazing free platform to market and sell in your private practice. Sure. So um, Instagram marketing has definitely been quite the process for me. I would say I learn more on how I can improve and progress every single day. Um, But obviously, you know, I really work on creating engaging content um, so that my message can get, you know, shared um, with as many people as possible. And, uh, you know, I do that by analyzing how well all of my posts do and trying to recreate, um, you know, content that does really well. And I also really try and do my best to engage with my followers. So if they're commenting on, my posts or they're DMing me, I really do the best I can uh, to comment back to them because, you know, that creates community and all of that good stuff. So I really do focus on that. Um, And something that I do often, which you taught me, (laughs) obviously, is um, to repeat back words that, um, you know, followers use with me. So if I'm on a discovery call or I'm talking with clients or in DMs, you know, I, I, I try and record a lot of common language that they use and I try and repeat it back on my Instagram because that, that tends to market better. It seems to hit more pain points with other followers um, that may not have reached out to me yet to talk about my programs or anything like that. Um, so I really just try and repeat back um, what they're struggling with and it seems to do well for me. And something that I've been working on more, I would say, over the last two or three months is getting on video more. Uh, This is something that I struggled with a lot when I first started using Instagram. I hated going on video. (laughs) It was not very fun, but the more I made myself do it, the more natural it felt. So now, you know, I really don't mind going on video 
Um, I enjoy it, and I, I believe that that's really one of the best ways to connect with your followers and uh, build the know, like, and trust when it comes to marketing on Instagram because they want to see you. They want to know, you know, that you're a real person. And I've also really been focusing on doing lives every week, um, which scared me so much at first. I did not want to do them. But uh, again, it's the same thing as video. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get uh, with, with going on lives. You know, when I did my first live, I like practiced, practiced what I was going to be doing and staying on the live like 10 times. And now I don't even practice. I just go on my live. I have some bullet points that I want to talk about. And it just feels so much more comfortable. And I think that people really like that. And they especially like the lives because they know that, you know, like you're there, you're talking, you know, in the, in the present, you're not um, recording yourself multiple times before putting it up. Like it's really the real you. <laughs> um, and another big lesson that I learned and I'm still working on, to be honest, is to use Instagram as a business and not a hobby yeah, so I'm not going to lie. I find myself getting on Instagram and scrolling or watching stories without really having a real intent with it. And then I'll catch myself doing that. And then I look at my timer. I see I've been on there, you know, for too long, not being productive. So every day I just try and remind myself that it's a business. It's not a hobby. You know, I'm spending my time on there to grow my business, to get more reach. And um, I've, I've been just working on treating it more as a business and less for fun, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving all of these um, reflections. So let's, let's peel back just a little bit here. Okay. So you are doing an amazing job using video. And I love the reflection for those of you listening who might feel scared and might not know how powerful it is to use video marketing, specifically on Instagram. It's just so easy because like, you know, what Bonnie's saying and, um, is that she's using video and stories and she's holding her phone up and just recording herself in real time. So that doesn't take fancy equipment. It's super simple for you to just be able to connect with your audience and build the know, like, and trust. And it's important to do that because that's how you build relationships. And when you build relationships, people start to remember you, your top of mind increases visibility, and that's how you, it helps you market and sell more effectively in your practice. So mm -hmm. just to speak a little bit more to that, Bonnie, because a lot of people have a hard time taking that first step, what helped you go from scared to execution when it comes to video? Was there something specific that you can mention that helped you take action with that? Hmm. I really think practice. Yeah. Um, you know, repetition is what makes all the difference. And something that I tried to do in the beginning was to just talk, you know, into the video, like I was talking to someone. And I know it, you know, it doesn't really feel like that when you're on video, but when you can tell yourself that you're talking to someone because you are, you're talking to all of your followers who are watching you on video, then I feel like it becomes a little bit more natural um, because there are people on the other end listening to you. So just think about how you would talk to a client if you're talking to them in person or a friend or something and just um, talk on video as you would with that. And I think that helped me a lot with just calming down my nerves um, so that, you know, just pretending like I was talking to someone and repetition, the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to get doing it. And sometimes you just have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I firmly believe that's the only way to grow. Um, you know, there's so many things I've done since starting my business that made me feel uncomfortable, but now I feel so comfortable with doing them. So you just have to put your, push yourself out of your comfort zone. And I think that's the only way you can really grow. Incredible. I, I agree. And I love those reflections. And I think that's really helpful for the for those of you listening. And I can also um, speak to that even when it comes to something like posting, 
You know, when mm-hmm. I very first started using Instagram, I wasn't as clear as I am today. And the best thing I did was just get out there and post every day. And then with time, I evolved and got better and more clear. And, and it's the same thing with video and stories and lives. So mm-hmm. you get started, you get, you're consistent, you push yourself step by step, and then you evolve into a more clear business and you become more comfortable. So I really appreciate you sharing that reflection, especially Absolutely. for those of you listening who are scared to use video or you don't quite understand the power of video because it is, mm-hmm. you, it's almost like you're, you're increasing the ability to connect with those who are following you at a very rapid rate when you're using video and live too. A uh, video from your stories or your posts or lives, IGTV, any of the above, all of those opportunities because you're appealing to more senses than just a still image. It's very mm-hmm. powerful. Definitely. All right. Wonderful. So let's talk about one of my most favorite topics, as you know, um, niching down. Um, I, I want to go back to your previous niche and then pivoting to your current niche Um, Because that story is something that has to do with, I think, fear for a lot of the dietitians listening. And I think it's really inspiring to hear. And it kind of like what we're about to talk about really flows nicely with the last topic, which is overcoming fear and taking action um, to grow in your business. So can you talk about your niche and, and pivoting in your niche? Mm-hmm, definitely. So um, for those of you listening who might be familiar with my page, um, you know that previously I was lowcarb.nutritionist. So if you aren't familiar with my Instagram handle, um, before I used to focus on weight loss. So when I first, um, you know, kind of started out in the Instagram realm of everything in the online marketing and online private practice, um, I focused on weight loss because I heard that it was the most profitable area to be in as a dietitian. I knew I wanted to make a lot of money, so I did that. Um, and I I chose to do low carb, and it really got interpreted the wrong way. A lot of people thought I was keto. I was very far from keto. You know, I would post something on my story like a chicken salad with grapes, and I would just get so many DMs about how how could I be eating grapes? That's not keto. And you know, I just felt like I was just sharing the wrong message because <laughs> um, that's not what I, I meant at all. You know, us as dietitians, we know um, the usual, you know, macronutrient distribution range and what a carbohydrate amount, it, you know, between 45 and 65% is the recommended amount. So my focus was more like 45% carbs, but you know, like no one understood that. So I just didn't like the message I was sending. And um, so I decided to pivot. Um, I guess I, I read the book Intuitive Eating And after I read that book, everything just like spoke to me. And um, I just remembered like all these experiences that I had growing up and that I really, I was, I would be more authentic to myself if I pivoted and I talked about, you know, improving your relationship with food, um, overcoming disordered eating and things like that. And it was really very hard for me to do that because I had a lot of, I guess you could say, just uncomfortable memories, like bad memories growing up around you know, uh, eating disorders and um, just having a poor relationship with food that I had kind of like hidden. And so it was really hard for me to, I guess, overcome them and share them because I told myself I would never, ever share my story. You know, it's something I wanted to keep private and to myself. Um, But at the end of the day, it's what I really feel passionate about. And I think that if you want to really create impact, you have to do something that you care about. And so I decided to just overcome my fear and focus on something I cared about, 
Um, so, you know, if you follow along on my Instagram, you see sometimes I talk about uh, some experiences I had growing up. My grandma struggled with anorexia, my aunt struggled with bulimia, and I kind of struggled with those tendencies. I never had uh, a diagnosed eating disorder, but I did struggle a lot with restriction and binging and purging and all of that as a teenager. And so I just decided, you know, this was something I cared about, and I, I definitely didn't want any other women to go through what I did growing up or, um, you know, raise kids that might have, you know, issues with food. So I decided to just take the leap of faith and um, focus on what I cared about, and that's helping women improve their relationship with food, kind of ditch diet culture, and, um, you know, be able to just eat with confidence and not stress about it. Um, so ever since I pivoted and I did that, it's, it's just felt so much more natural and it's so much easier for me to talk about it. I'm also really strong in my faith. You know, I am a, a Christian woman, so it's something that I prayed about for a really long time. And I think that um, just because I, I pivoted and I'm kind of doing what I feel, it, you know, what God has called me to do, that it's just where I'm supposed to be and it just feels so much more right. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. And that's also courageous of you to go down one path, explore it, experiment it, re, you know, really look into your story and then pivot and own the experience. So I commend mm -hmm. you for really being open about that. Um, I think a lot, I know a lot of dietitians are scared. What if I pick the quote unquote, right? The air quote wrong niche. Right. And my interpretation of that is the experience of you getting consistent and putting yourself out there, just like at the top of the podcast episode, you're getting out there and you're doing video. That's more important. So, mm -hmm. you, I mean, you can always pivot if you need to, but you have to get started. So all those experiences that you had from choosing a topic that wasn't as authentic to you helped you turn into, you know, the consistent brand that you are today. So I think mm -hmm. it was all time and energy well spent. It was just a, a, you know, you had to pivot to feel more connected and that opportunity allowed you to get very close to your story. And I think that's really um, mm -hmm. something that a lot of dietitians listening are going to feel connected with as well. So thank you mm -hmm. for sharing that. Yeah, and, no problem. Yeah. And when you talk about your story here, and I, I know you referenced your family members and your faith, which is great. Uh, because that's something close to you and some part of your why. Mm -hmm. um, what helped you, uh, if anything, was there any experience or reflection that you can share with the audience that helped you connect that part of your background with your ability to create that type of content? Or was it just a little bit of time? Um, anything in particular that you think, oh, yes, pivotal moment? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think that it just kind of gradually... Um, May, I don't think there was one thing that that was a pivotal moment. You know, I, I kind of gradually tried to phase out from weight loss to food freedom. And I think that the more I got feedback from my followers about how what I was posting, you know, resonated with them. And the more that I shared my personal story and the more, you know, feedback I got from followers like, oh, I've struggled with this. Thanks for sharing. Sure. Um, sure. Just more connected with my followers. It made me feel more confident to share more and more about my story. So I think just getting feedback from my followers, you know, about them enjoying what I was doing helped me gradually be able to pivot and feel more confident about it. But I wouldn't say there was one specific term. So that's beautiful. And that also um, speaks to what we said earlier about how you said listening to what your audience says and using that in your content helps you. And I love that because not many of you do that. So 
you, you cannot ignore how your audience perceives you and interprets your brand because when you're able to lean into that and really be mindful of how people are perceiving your brand, you can create a more strong brand. And that's exactly what Bonnie's saying she, she has done and she does. So mm-hmm. Bonnie listens to what, what her audience says and she responds to that and that helps Bonnie grow her story. And I, I think that's so powerful because it really all starts from getting started. Do you have to be as clear, crystal clear when you start? No. Like, can you give yourself the opportunity to evolve? Absolutely. And it, t- it takes a lot of courage to pivot what you're doing, um, but you have to just get started. And it falls into place with a little bit of time. And Bonnie's even, I would say, you're still relatively new with all this online yeah. stuff. I mean, when did you get started with, I don't know how long we've been working together. I can't remember. But how did, when did you get started with taking Instagram Mm-hmm. really seriously and using it as a business. Cause you mentioned earlier business versus hobby. And I love that because right. you, know, you know that I feel that's true. I remember I started my food Instagram on October 22nd of last okay. year. I remember the date, but I didn't start really using it. Um, seriously. I would say until March, the beginning of March, that's when we started working together. Um, so yeah, that's when I started to use it. So yeah. what, can you, can you briefly walk us through what's happened since you took it seriously and what that's meant to you and how that's, you know, changed the game for you? And I know there's been a lot of things going on. Yeah, let's see. Okay. So in March, you know, I, I started to take it more seriously. So I, I guess you could say I just got more strategic with my posts and, um, obviously niching down is what helped me out so much before I was just posting meal prep things or, you know, very general uh, Mm -hmm. posts. Um, But niching down changed the game for me. And that helped me become so much more strategic with, you know, the posts that I did. um, And and it helped me grow a lot. Um, And I mean, both, I I know that I've pivoted. So both times where I've been focusing on a different niche, um, just really getting clear on who my message is for and who I'm talking to has helped me so so incredibly much, I guess you could say. Um, but I, you know, I've, I'm new. I've only been here for a few months, but um, I would say just niching down and talking to that one specific person, your ideal client is, is the game changer. Absolutely. And I, just for those of you listening who don't know about Bonnie and I, I want you to check her out, but if you haven't been following her journey in the last, you know, almost year and, and seeing her progression, Bonnie's posts do really well. And Bonnie also makes sales using Instagram. And, and what I love is the reflection that you made sales in your previous niche and you make sales now. Your mm-hmm. content went viral before your content goes viral now, which is great. So what that shows is that Bonnie has the really um, tremendous ability to create content based on what her audience wants for different types of niches. So obviously you're very creative and, and aware of um, how to make good content. So mm-hmm. with that being said, um, do you have any reflections about, um, I guess, how the, the back end, how a dietitian can go about making compelling, great content? Is it in line with the niche or what, what would you say? I feel like you've already given so much value about how, but is there anything else that you feel is helpful for the listeners to understand your back end process? Because you've clearly been able to do it for different niches. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that, analyzing every bit of content you put out there, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, being creative. So trying to, you know, put up new content. Just, I know it's a little bit risky. Sometimes it doesn't do well, but it's worth it to just see how it goes. And also following others in your niche who are doing well, which I know can be a little bit challenging because as women, I think a lot of us play the comparison game 
And um, that's something that I definitely struggled with and still do struggle with sometimes. But when I do this and I follow others in my niche, I really focus on trying to see what they're doing well and how it's working for them and use them more as inspiration versus a comparison, you know, because I mean, are different. Even if I kind of get ideas from other women in my niche, I'm still totally different from them. Um, So it's not really right to, you know, do the comparison game like that, but use them as inspiration and you know, if something is working out really well for them, then maybe get ideas uh, from what they're doing and try and incorporate it into your feed to just kind of stay on top of the Instagram game. Um, and I think that has helped me create a lot of really compelling content that has helped me grow. Incredible. And of course, now I have a follow-up question because you're <laughs> mentioning all the pain points that my audience has. Uh, when it comes to comparison, um, because so many of us feel that way and so many of you listening struggle with that, uh, what tips or tricks, if anything, have helped you overcome and reframe so that you're not comparing, but you're looking at other feeds and you're saying, I'm inspired by this woman in my niche, not I feel like I have to compare myself to this woman in my niche. So what has helped you reframe that? Because that's a really important lesson that holds Mm -hmm. so many dietitians back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that you just have to stay true to yourself and understand that people like you because of who you are. Like maybe you're you're giving um, similar advice. Like let's just say um, you, Libby, for example. There's other business coaches that you know help dietitians. So you are similar like that, but you are a little bit different. Like you're all about women empowerment, which is something that I personally love. So obviously because of that, like I'm going to choose you as a business coach over someone else who maybe doesn't, you know, care much for women empowerment. So, you know, you're your own person. So maybe you do food freedom, but maybe you have something specific to you that people like over someone else who does food freedom. And I'm just giving that example because that's what I do. So you know, I try and speak to women of faith um, and not every food freedom dietitian does that. So, you know, that sets me apart. So yeah, I can get ideas from other people, but at the end of the day, you know, I am my own individual person and people like me for me and people like the other food freedom dietitians for them because of their personality or what they believe in. Um, So you just have to remember that, you know, you have to be original to yourself. No one likes, you know, you to be like a copy of someone else. Um, I love that. I I love that reflection and I completely agree. Um, Being unique in what you do is completely underrated. So many of you think, oh, it's enough that I'm food freedom, but it's not. So (laughs) you have to, there are tons of food freedom practitioners out there. There's also tons of business coaches Mm -hmm. and it's all up to you to dig into your story and, you know, to constantly be thinking, how can you offer something unique and authentic? And if it's not authentic, people will smell it and feel it. So it's really important to explore your story and not pressure yourself because much like Bonnie and myself too, you will evolve with time and allow yourself to evolve and, mm-hmm. you know, come into how you are unique and people will see that experience and your audience will know, like, and trust you as you grow into the better version of yourself. Um, and, you know, bonus tip, use video as you're growing and, and uh, growing in your brand and sharing, sharing your story with your audience. And, and I will say, I do want to add to that, that, you yeah. know, recently added Women of Faith to my Instagram bio, I would say like maybe two or three weeks ago. But since then, all the women who have signed with me in my program, they're Christian women, they go to church. Um, so it, I think it's just interesting. It's very scary. I was really nervous about doing this, even though I understand the importance of niching down 
Um, but I was still just so nervous to do it. But since doing that, you know, the women who have decided to work with me, they, they all, you know, agree with, with my, I guess, hierarchy and, and my belief system too. I love that. And I'm a huge, huge fan of you going down that angle and finding something unique about how you stand out and exploring that that's, again, authentic to you and how you live your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like that reflection. That's wonderful. And, you know, Bonnie's not saying everybody that signs with her has to be of her faith, but Bonnie's saying that that part of her is important to how she views her, you know, position in in the world and, and, you know, with your family. And and I think that's really great. So Mm -hmm. it's nice. Absolutely. All right. Burning question here that so many of you listening want to know. Uh, you, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, we've talked about how you've pivoted, your mindset, which is strong, your ability to push yourself and grow your business, how you're still relatively new at doing this, and you've been able to sell with both niches, market, and position yourself um, you know, as an expert dietitian. So how are you able to do this all while balancing a full-time job and what tips do you have for listeners who are so afraid? I know time management is an issue. Motivation is an issue. Comparisonitis is an issue. I mean, I could go on and on about the issues. So what tips do you have for the dietitians who are side hustlers and they're um, wanting to be inspired? All right. Um, It is challenging. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say it's easy Um, So I think that you just have to look at what your end goal is. So for me, you know, I want to work for myself. I want to help women achieve food freedom full time. I know this is something I love to do. So I keep that in the back of my mind. And I know that um, this time in my life where I'm working a lot is temporary. Um, But I think that you just have to understand, you know, it's just a temporary time in your life where you might have to work a little bit more than you want to if you're balancing a full time job and a side hustle and just understand that you might have to make some sacrifices you know I'm not gonna lie like I have to give up some fun activities on the weekends and you know decide to work on Saturday and Sunday instead of going to the beach or going on the boat you know and things that my friends are doing which is really hard for me to do Um, but I see the light at the end of the tunnel so I think you just have to keep reminding yourself of that Um, you know like I, I am growing which I'm happy about so I just remind myself okay hopefully in a few months or half a year, who, uh, I don't know, who knows how long, hopefully by then, you know, all of this work will pay off. So you just have to, you know, remind yourself why you're doing it, what your end goal is, um, and definitely set aside enough time to grow your, your side business and, um, just prioritize your life with what's important to you. You know, me growing my side business is important for me. So that's on the top list of, of my priorities. And I kind of move everything else in my life around so that it works out that way. And I think you just have to ask yourself what's important to you, what's going to take the most time. I know we're all busy. Some people have kids, some people have families, and it's tough. But um, you just have to prioritize and and, um, keep a positive attitude. I will say that has helped me a lot. You know, every morning I try and write my goals down. I do my daily devotional. And just keep staying in that positive mindset helps me push through a lot. Um, so I love that. Tips. Beautiful, really nice tips. And then I have one follow-up question about your husband, Andrew. What role, since you don't have kids now, I know some of you listening have kids, some of you are married, mm-hmm. some of you aren't, but because of your situation as being married to your husband, Andrew, how does he support the fact that you're growing this business and you have a full-time job and that might cut into some of your you know, marriage time? So mm-hmm. how does that play a role? 
Yeah, so I think that we've both done a really good job at respecting each other and what each other really enjoys doing and what our passions are. Um, so, you know, he understands that sometimes during the week we might not spend that much time together or like on the weekend I might not be able to join him for things, but he knows that this is important for me. So he's, you know, he's really supportive of it. Like he's, he's happy if I need to take a night and just work instead of spending time with him. So I think it's just respecting each other and it is very important to have a partner who does respect, um, you know, what you're doing and, and, and what you want to do. And he understands, especially after my pivot. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say he wasn't supportive before. He was always supportive. But now that I've made this pivot and I'm doing something that I'm like truly passionate about, I can tell he's even more supportive, um, which is great. And I think it also just confirms that what I'm doing is really what I need to be doing. Um, but I think you just need to respect each other. And um, if you have a significant other that, that maybe doesn't, you need to explain to him why it's so important to you and um, why you need to be doing this because that support is key. I love that. Really, really nice reflection. And I, I love the anecdote about how your pivot into your current, your new niche is something that he really respects. That's really beautiful. That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, what have been some key lessons learned with growing your uh, business with marketing and selling? All right. Key lessons. Um, let's see. Yeah. Maybe top, top key lessons, or you could also describe it as some of the main things maybe that mm -hmm. you have learned from working with me. What have, what would you say have been the top things? Okay. Well, definitely key lessons. You have to stay true to yourself. Obviously this is something that I struggled with. Um, and you know, at one point when I was doing the weight loss, I just felt like stuck. Like, and I, I had grown really fast for a short, for a little while when I was doing weight loss and then it kind of halted. And so when it got tough is when I really didn't have anything in me to keep like pushing forward, if that makes sense. And then I took that time to kind of think about what I really wanted to do. And, you know, I decided to pivot. And I think that when you choose something you really care about and something that you're passionate about, you know, what your why is, that when times get tough, it's so much easier to push through because you have um, something bigger, something beyond yourself to work towards, you know? And so I think that that's been a really big game changer for me. Um, and, you know, just reminding yourself that it's not always going to be easy. And sometimes you have to push through hard times, but um, it's always worth it in the end if you keep a positive attitude and you don't give up. Um, so things that your next question was things that we, um, or that I learned working with you, I would say, don't wait for the right time to hire a business coach or start your business. Um, I don't think there's ever going to be a right time. You're never going to have like the perfect amount of money or maybe your husband is never going to make all that extra money at work to justify you getting a business coach. You just have to take the leap of faith if it's important to you and hire one because I know I would not be where I am today if I didn't have Libby as my coach. I mean, <laughs> well, number one, I would probably still be calling myself, I used to call myself Workweek Nutrition on Instagram before I was with Libby, and that went nowhere. So I would probably be doing something like that, uh, not understanding any systems to put in place. You know, um, there's a lot of systems to put in place if you're going to have an online business. And I wouldn't say they're like really difficult, but if you don't have guidance, it can be tough setting them up or figuring out what is best to use. And so that's something that I definitely, um, definitely have learned with Libby and been able to progress with. Um, and in addition to having a business coach, I would say don't be 
embarrassed about your weak points. Um, we all have them. Right. And, you know, I've been with Libby for about six months, and I would say probably the first three months I was maybe too prideful to talk about some of my weak points, um, you know, and that would be talking to followers over DM or um, talking to leads on a discovery call. I, I was too prideful to really talk about my weak points. So the next three months that Libby and I were together, I decided to suck up my pride and, and we went over um, these weak points that I have in my career. And, you know, since doing that, I've gotten so much better talking with followers on DM and converting leads into actual clients. So I would say, don't be afraid of your weak points. Instead, um, use your business coach for why you, you got one <laughs> to help you overcome them. That's great. Those are really, really powerful reflections, Bonnie. Any other final thoughts you want to leave us with today? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. All right. So if you will just plug your one, one more time, all your, your information, your website, your handle. So everyone mm -hmm. listening who might not know you and who does know you can connect with you, give you a shout out and let you know how much you mm -hmm. inspired them. Sure. So my name is Bonnie Roney. My website is bonnieroney.com and my Instagram handle is nutritionist.bonnie. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for joining today's episode. If you'd love to learn more about how to get leads online and turn prospective customers into clients, apply for my coaching. I still have a wait list. Go ahead and visit LibbyRothschild.com. That's www.LibbyRothschild.com. Go under signature service and apply for my wait list.